this week on The Worst Little Podcast. Mr. Ramirez, and I am here podcasting from the recent past. 
in a really chill living room at the Dogwater Studios with my good friends Chewbacca and Mouse, Dogwater Dick, and Danny Horton, a.k.a. Jack Danny, our musical guest this week, and we're going to have a good time. He's been here many times. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Ooh, Danny, what is this like? You did one on Zoom that was just you. You're here now, and then weren't you also here with uh, with the crying shame? Yeah, I was here with the crying shame. We should say Dusty Miles and the crying shame, right? Yeah, well, I was in the crying shame. That was the band, so that's so true. You were part of a crying shame. It was a crying shame. I love those guys. Those guys are my brothers. Oh fuck yeah! And speaking of shames, my wife says, "Make sure you say hi to Danny for me." Oh man, she's hi like, Mikey. She's she loves that guy and she's proud of that guy. Is what she told me. Man, yeah. Mikey's awesome. I love Mikey. Tell her I said hi, and she'll hear it here, I guess, too. Huh? Mm-hmm. Does she listen to the show? She yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. Well, hi Mikey. Rick, I got this weird noise in the mic. What is it? Is it your mic or is it? <laughs> Would you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking me out. It's a little mouse he pulled out of his pocket. <laughs> I, I love you. That was awesome. <laughs> I love Dick. <laughs> or there's this one too. Oh God! You guys, whenever Dude. last, uh, the, yeah, there was a show recently that I was just like, oh God, Nick, you have got to stop breathing out your fucking nose. <laughs> Dude, I had this important was it whistling. Yes, <laughs> it's a dry, it's a dry booger in Nick's nose that's whistling. Bear cub left <laughs> cave. Sounds like a blade of grass. Well, wh- <laughs> whoever was the guest, I, I apologize. I think it's part of our charm. We're, but yeah, people are like, what is that? And I think like, God, I hope they don't think that's me. It's, you not, it's Nick. It's always Nick. No, I didn't have time. I don't have time to go through the entire show <laughs> Every breath. And, and make Nick quiet whenever Nick's not talking. And I mean, I could put like a thing on. But hey, man, know. you don't have to blame me for everyone. Every time Nick exhales, just hit the mute. I don't know what it is. It's like, I think Nick, like, like, like his head goes lower when he's not talking and his nose gets right on the mic. Well, I'll have you know when the guests are playing their songs, I turn my head to the left and I kind of come over here. You're so rad. But during that point, Nick, your mic is turned off on the playback. I know. It's only when when the guests are talking to you and you're kind of like looking at your phone, breathing through your nose. I'm kidding. I know you don't look at your phone. I got to come up with a gimmick like that for me. Oh, speaking of that, we got to get pictures (laughs) of Danny. Chewy, your fucking gimmick is like carved in stone. And the audience doesn't know about it. It's when you uh, uh, name names of baseball players or hockey players yeah, or whatever. Yeah, well, my pre-game warm-up for the show, <laughs> I'd name the 86 Mets. Memory. I only <laughs> think I'm going to switch, though, to the 85 Knicks. Uh, thank God. Yeah. The people have been clamoring. That's a different sport yeah. altogether, yeah. right? Mookie Wilson. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is a different sport. I like, right. a, I like a little Mookie. Mookie was a popular name. Uh, oddly, yeah, or at least uh, Spike I mean, Lee's character in uh, "Do the Right Thing" was named Mookie. Mookie, mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma basketball star Mookie Blaylock, mm-hmm. and uh, New York Mets all-time great Mookie Wilson. But that's besides the point. There's a famous jazz guy, not super famous, named Jabbo Smith, and it's spelled J A B B O, and I don't know how it's pronounced, but I want it to be Yabo so bad, hmm. like with a Y sound. I don't know hmm. why. You can do that. But what if he's named that because he did, like, jabs of music? Like, jab, 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 jab. Jabbo huh. Smith. I don't know. Or maybe he was a fighter, too, and he, like, punched maybe, people. He, maybe he did heroin. Yeah, and Jabbo, <laughs> he's jabbing in his arm. Or right. he's diabetic. Yeah. Yes. That's possible, too. Yeah. People are like, man, we should call you Jabbo. He's definitely pro-vax. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite songs ever. It's fucking the, 
Lina Blues is, I think it's called Lina Blues. I fucking love that song. I want them to play that at my funeral. I want them to play a lot of stuff at my funeral. Anyway. Yabo, yabo, yabo. You know it would be a really good funeral song? What? In a God of Davida. Like the long yeah. yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. People will be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> or like Ride of the Valkyries or something. Yeah. Oh, or one of those horrible Penderecki songs I play. Oh my god! It just sounds like an anxiety attack. <laughs> like blame it on the rain by Millie Vanilli. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay. Turbo Negro, all my friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you got if you died from a kick to the head. <laughs> all right. Okay. That that's some morbid. Shake <laughs> worst it off. Little Shake podcast off humor. Has some Danny Horton humor. Oh man, I'm really holding back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back again. I, the last time you were on the show it was during our Zoom era, and it was a good show. It was a good era. So, yeah, yeah, we did some good stuff. I think during that time, I mean, with what we had to work with. Right, we held yeah. the fort down pretty well, yep. considering. Yeah, the the show did go on. It was awesome. Yep, and um, uh innovative for us around here you know what i mean like, we had to mm-hmm. figure shit out yeah yep. we had to we catch up to technology but, but we're not showing off i mean everybody had to figure shit out during that did so. yeah i did like a lot of online concerts back then and uh like my very first concert i just did it live on my phone just because i was kind of doing something at the seat of my pants and everything and then i went out like over the course of the next few months and bought all of this equipment. And the last show, I remember I set up like all of this equipment. I bought a guitar center and it was the worst sounding show with all the new mics and everything Uh. and like all the technical difficulties. And then I just ended up going back to my phone. I was like, man, that sounds better than all the other like iRig stuff. And I don't know, but it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. It was like every Friday night and you guys did Zoom stuff with me too, so I just had yeah. like everything set up in the living room and yeah, you were talking about pulling up in a, the back of a truck and playing for people out in in parking lots and stuff. Yeah, you had some yeah. pop up fucking yeah. concerts where just out in the open, right? Yeah, so there's this really big park out in uh, Gregel, and uh, my buddy has this big army truck, and so we just take the rail off the back of it, and then I just set up in there, or I'd just go sit out in the park, and I'd kind of say, hey, I'm playing a pop-up show somewhere because I couldn't really advertise things very much back then. But, you know, I just wanted everybody to come out and everybody was spaced out and being safe and wearing masks and doing doing what they needed. And did you ever do. get stepped on by the man out there? So um, I called the sheriff's office initially just to see if I'd be breaking any laws. And I couldn't even finish my sentence. I said, I'm thinking about playing in the park, you know, bringing my guitar. Absolutely do it and they just did that so um but i i don't know if like the owners of the town were really stoked about it but um i mean i think they just maybe didn't want to get in trouble and then i'm just kind of this guy plugging into their power out there bringing like 200 people out into a park you know during the pandemic maybe it's not like the safest thing to do or you know I, i didn't want anybody to get in trouble i was just hoping everybody would sit out there in blankets and you know um, no. Just distance. Responsible being yeah, outdoors yeah. and stuff. I feel like that's all right. Everybody was super cool, and actually, like the sh- the cops showed up a couple of times, and I was like, "Oh man, do you want me to shut it down? I'm 
uh, you know, like whatever you need. And they're like, no, man, we came to request a song. <laughs> uh, so it was really awesome. What'd they request? Um, they requested one of my original songs, Miss Rose, because it's actually. Uh, they it, got it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the song good. I wrote partially in the Quincy jail um, on my 30th birthday when I went to jail for a DUI. <laughs> so I actually like if Rick, at the end of the show, you were saying we could play one from the album. Yeah. So, like, we could play Miss Rose from the album. Oh, you want to play Miss Rose live for us right now because it came up organically? Organically? I, I, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. I just, I like the album version because there's, like, all the bells and whistles. Oh, there's a ton of, anything you get off the album is way better than just Danny playing right now just I sucks. Know. I don't Comparatively, think so. No, I don't think so. Even... I'm just trying to plug my album right now. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, and they can you should want me to plug it because you recorded it for Fuck me. Fuck yeah, I know it's amazing. <laughs> and it, it better be amazing. It took us like 16 years to record. <laughs> yes. Went on forever. I think it was like three years. It was right? great but there though because like, I got middle... to see you all the time. Yeah, it was in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, it was things were you were shut down uh, for a little while, and um, I mean, it was it was. So like much hardy. shit. You know, like well, no, it, and you had everybody on Earth play on it, and then we had to I cut want, half the shit out because <laughs> there was too much shit going on in every song. Yeah. And so. he's just like, I met this guy. Hey, I met I this. I know. Like our day <laughs> the other day that we had in the morning when I was frantically <laughs> calling you because there's some mad guy in New York that I won't name, but <laughs> that he got cut from the album. And, and, I, and it, there was a whole bunch of stuff that got cut. It was like there was a, a girl that came in and did a bunch of violin stuff, and she was amazing. But she played on like a whole bunch of songs, and then mm-hmm. we only used her on like like three or four, three or four. I know she played on at least one that we took her off. Oh, it's like you're carving like something, you know? And there was a guy that came in and played bass that I don't even remember what his oh, name yeah. was, and we cut all of his stuff. That, Mac, that was but it Chris wasn't, No, yeah, it, w- it was not. It was some guy I didn't know. That was Chris Boucher. No, I would recognize Chris anywhere. We you did have we did have Chris on there Chris. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was another guy who was just an ordinary guy that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Miscellaneous guy. I don't mean to d- to discourage. I don't mean to like. I don't want to make it sound like I don't like him. I I just meant that like I don't remember his name. He was just a regular ass white guy. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm offended by that. And then no, but then then you found out that uh, that fucking Andy from the Pistoleros was willing to come in and play fucking stand up bass on those songs. Hell yeah! And Dude. that was so much better. Oh my god! Just because like that just kicks like a, a buckets of ass. You Dude, know, Andy yeah. is so awesome. I so guess- it wasn't that the guy sucked. It was that Andy showed up and like and that just blew yeah. everything out of the yeah, water. Trim the fat. Yeah, uh, that's like what ended up happening. I just I, I wanted to like record all of these parts and everything. And I knew that I wasn't going to use everything, but you know, you were going to, not was, everybody who was recording knew that Danny wasn't going to use everything. Though. I mean, it's my record, man. <laughs> Sorry guys. Yeah. In the end it is like, and so did, at the last nobody, fucking minute, nobody got paid for that. Well, two guys got paid, right? Well, then yeah, they, yeah. People the, did get paid. The people got guys. paid, right? That wiped them Everybody off got the paid pay. in some form. Yeah. All right. Not everybody. <laughs> One guy didn't get paid shit, and, and he's pissed. He's mad about it. Yeah. Well, no, he. I don't know. I love him. I don't know. Lisa, I don't think. I don't think we're completely not at fault in that situation. But I'm. I'm slightly at fault. I. Yes. I'm a Gemini, but I should be better at communicating. Oh God, you're a Gemini. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> and we're supposed to be like the communicators, right? Yeah. All the time. So oh, I don't so, stop. I didn't communicate. I was just uh, this train on the tracks, just going down the road and there was 
deer getting hit and splatting in the middle of the track. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, deer. So we didn't want. We never <laughs> wanted to let anybody down. Like, look, dude, I can't stop Sorry. the train, man. It's, it's just, not our fault. Some guy came up with the fucking amazing slide guitar bullshit. It's not my bullshit. fault, dude. Rick hated it. Uh, I did not. <laughs> oh. It was great until that other guy showed up with that other bullshit. <laughs> fuck, and that was like, holy fuck, this matches the song really well. Oh, it dude. was just that it was a country feel. That was all. It that was guy's country. That guy's like worked with some of my heroes, um, Hamilton Belk. That's the pedal steel player's name, and he's worked with like. Um, Whitey Morgan. I don't know if mm. anybody knows him, but yeah. um, and he's just he. Uh, that's kind of what he does for a living is the session work. And so you, he. I don't know like all the people he's worked with, but we talked on the phone the one time, and I was like, man, I'm. It, it's really funny because I randomly found him on TikTok, and just started kind of like messaging him, just kind of to put a feel out there and be like, hey. Like, I thought Danny was being catfish, but it turned out he's a real guy. No, like it's just I just <laughs> randomly found this video of this guy playing pedal steel, and I was like, "Man, you're so good!" I'm like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "I'm out in Maine." I'm like, "Ah, that's too bad." And then I left it at that, and then like I don't know, like a year or more into the record, uh, my girlfriend's like, "Why don't you try getting on that Fiverr thing and see if you can, you know, uh, find somebody that plays steel?" So I get on the Fiverr thing, and I looked at this one guy, and he goes, "You know." Uh, been playing for so many years and but if there's any swear words in your music i don't want to be a part of it and i was like you're out yeah because so no. yeah, i mean i don't swear but i just uh, but I, the I, kind of guy who would say i will not play anything yeah if you right. have verbiage that i you know and yeah. so the next one down I, I can see being like if you're gonna do a bunch of nazi stuff you got to go somewhere yeah, else no, but, like, but the f word is like come on right right and if it's in the right context, I think it's kind of silly yeah. if you're just swearing to swear. But like, you know, like I love when Tyler Childers swears. It like means something in the song, you know? Yeah. Like, do you want NW to say, um, forget those police? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darn the police. That's not the word, man. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. You got to have the right word in there. So. Yeah. So anyways, the second dude that I scrolled down on, I clicked on him and I hired him and then it. Um, after I think I'd already gotten his tracks, I was like, oh my gosh, man, I think I like manifested you or something because it, it was the dude from TikTok. <laughs> wow. And I was oh like, wow, God. dude, like, how is that? How did Main that even dude. happen? You know, it was just, I heard that guy and I'm like, man, God, I really wish I could get that guy. But, That's rad. And then I got him. And Magic. So, I was so stoked. And then I got um, on one song um, on Miss Rose. That's kind of why. I, It'd be fun to listen to the album version, but I got, okay. why don't we just do that right now? No, no, I want to hear Danny songs. Um, yeah, so I got. Uh, I want to hear Danny play. Johnny Vernazza from Alvin Bishop to play guitar on that Sweet. song right there. And yeah, so I'm just. It was really. Um, there's like moments when you're playing music that um, I don't know, like it just makes you feel so good for so many different reasons. Sometimes you're getting paid well or whatever, but like, then there's times when you play, like I played this random show that somebody drugged me out to and I didn't feel good that day. And I was like, I crabby and I get out there and this guitar is like, this guitar player is like, man, uh, you know, we need a singer. Can you sing? And I'll just play some leads. I'm like, yeah, I don't have much time. No, man. I'm just being a jerk and everything. Cause I don't feel good. And I get up on stage. I'm like, man, you're so good. I'm like, who are you? And he's like, Oh, Johnny Vernazza, man. And, I didn't put it together, but then afterwards, they're like, you know who he is, right? He plays with Elvin Bishop. He's played with Elvin Bishop since the 70s, and I was here being like, I don't have a lot of time for you, dude. Sorry. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> this guy that's like, <laughs> like he's in the business, man. And so Yeah, you should be on his dick. And yeah, right. 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 <laughs> but I was just having a bad day or something. And, uh, and anyways, I was like, well, I'm like, this is crazy, but... Um, 
you know, would you be interested in listening to some of my album that I'm recording in the studio? And if you want to, you could, you know, toss some guitar work on there. And, and he goes, well, let me hear it, man. And he wrote me back in like 10 minutes. I was like, he's like, dude, I love it. I, I want to be on it and I want to produce your next one or whatever, you know? And nice. And I was like, cool. So he lives down in San Diego. And, uh, so I sent him all the tracks and he went and tracked down there and me and Rick worked on that for a while. And we got him on Miss Rose anyways. Um, and it's sounds, man, it's sounds so good. Pretty fucking great. Yeah. I'm just like this album, mm. like, you know, there's maybe some people that are mad at me and but they have the right to be mad at me. But in the end, like I'm so stoked on how the album sounds just all around. There isn't like one part in the album that I listen to that I'm like, God, I wish I would have done that different. Everything on the whole album, like me and Rick just worked on this thing, Rick more tirelessly. And it just came out perfect for me like it's not too polished it's like uh you know hopefully it still just kind of holds true to my sort of rawness and my music and then but it's not just you know like a crummy sound or i don't know rick did really good shit i was hoping at the end of the show to play sleeping on the blacktop because i know that's a cover but i fucking love what we did with that yeah yeah let's do it because that's like the uh, you and the 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 drums in that are are uh danny and andy downstairs yeah. Andy 86 doing fucking like stomping on the floor we laid out tambourines on the floor and set up microphones and they stomped on the floor and it shook the tambourines and made a bass noise so the the sound of the drums in that is fucking it's so cool floor. your floor has like this hollow sound yeah. in it too and so when we were stomping it just gave it like this like subwoofer sound or something and it's so fucking rad and it's just two dudes stomping on my floor yeah <laughs> it's pretty dude cool. you could totally play that one last i don't mind yeah, I, well but you could do miss rose then but i want to do the album and people should be one. and people should be going to fucking spotify and listening to your fucking it's album. on spotify it's on um amazon apple music and is Deezer. it is it under danny horton or jack yeah, danny yeah so everything is under danny horton danny horton at this point i I mean, there's a couple of reasons I dropped that, but that was just part of like my old life of being Jack. And I'm like, why am I embracing like this alcoholic part of my life? Because you don't fucking drink anymore, right? I don't drink. No, I haven't no. drank in like over seven years. Um, I was just getting to the point where it was like, I was in a band in Reno called Mnemonic and we toured around and that's when it got really bad because we were over there. And I mean, Europeans are pretty free with how they drink like whenever they want. Yeah. <laughs> like we They would, pee on people too. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of European stories. European. European. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we'd go out to lunch with some of the record label people and um, they would just be drinking beer on their lunch break. And I'm like, are you you're drinking beer right now? And they're like, of course I'm drinking beer. It's lunchtime. And I'm like, don't you have to go back to work though? Yes, that's why I'm having a beer now. And then I go back to work and I feel fine. And I'm just like, uh, okay, man. And so I'm like, Dude, and they're like, what do you want for breakfast? I'm like, Let's, I'll have a Jack and Coke, of course. You know, I'm in Europe. I could do whatever I want, right? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to fit in. Yeah, trying to fit in here. So, and so it was like, I don't know, like, has anybody, have you guys toured like a little bit? Not Europe. So, like, it's really uncomfortable touring. And I don't know, I guess you get addicted to kind of traveling to a point, but. You're just in this different, we were in a different time zone. It was like nine hours different. So I was like waking up at like four in the afternoon over there. But you're kind of like, you can kind of understand why musicians get like drug and alcohol problems because you're just constantly trying to keep yourself comfortable. So it's like you wake up feeling like crap, you know, 
I can cuss, yeah. You mm-hmm. wake up feeling like fucking shit, mm-hmm. you know, from the night before, and then you're whatever. You do a line of coke, or like you do. I didn't. I, don't, I never did that stuff. But me, for me, it was just drinking. And you could drink in the tour bus, and like, you know, we'd be driving 120 miles an hour down the autobahn, and I'd be like, "Can I crack this beer?" Yeah, of course. As long as you're not driving, you're fine. Drink it. And so I'd just crack open a beer, and I'd be like, I can drink on the bus. I can do whatever. I'm like, this is awesome, man. And so just drinking all the time. And then I got home, and I was just kind of still drinking lots like that. And then I I ended up going into the detox down here uh, for three days at the next to, I forget what it's called, but by the Aces Baseball Stadium. Hmm. I don't know what it's called, but there's there used to be a detox there. I don't know if it's there still. That will, like, cure you of wanting to go back to a detox, not because of like the detox process, but because of the people that you're hanging out with. Yeah. And then like you have to, you have no choice but to eat what they give you, which was like leftover from like the homeless shelter. So they were like, this is like Mexican food. So it'd be like (laughs) fried rice, but then with like, you know, like taco meat in it or something. And it was sounds pretty good. I mean, (laughs) I guess you don't really know if it tastes good or not. You're just so pumped full of like volume and everything. And like, but it's interesting to see your peer group when you're detoxing. Yeah. Like it was really funny. I was in there with like this, I was in there with, uh, what's the singer from the Beach Boys? It was his grandson, and we were kind of writing a tune right there. And that guy was who Mike Love's kid. Uh, Mike Love's grandkid, I guess. Oh, allegedly. allegedly. Oh, yeah, was, that's that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I should say allegedly because I have no way to prove that. Yeah, but anybody detoxing off heroin could tell you that they're Mike Love's grandkid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. it could have been a different Mike Love. I don't know. <laughs> right, it could have been. But the last night I was there, they give you stuff like. That it makes you really sleep super hard and they come in and they take all your vitals and everything and you they, they could put a finger in your butt and you wouldn't even know it. That'd like, be rad. You're just, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what made you think of that? <laughs> well, because I'm hanging out with Rick. <laughs> I have never put my finger in your butt. <laughs> I just want that known for the record. <laughs> yes, but have I put a finger in your butt? No, we're not saying. <laughs> we won't say. So, yeah, the last night I was there, some homeless dude was having night terrors and even with all that medicine that they had me pumped up full of, this guy was like, ah, cobras, cobras, and then he'd fart and start snoring, and I'm like, dude, I hate it here. Yeah. I got to get out of here. I'll definitely cure you or wanting to go back there, huh? And so I I got out of there, and then uh, I didn't go to any, like, further programs after that, but um, I just stayed kind of out in my woods, and I was more a drummer back then, but I started picking up the guitar in my free time and trying to sing and... um, play guitar a little bit better to try and do the project that I have now. Um, and in the meantime, I was um, at the time playing drums with Dusty Miles and the Crying Shame. So my first show was at Hot August Nights in front of however many people are out there. And I just remember before I show, I'd usually pound, you know, like half a pint of Jack and then bring it up there and have beers constantly and just constantly keeping myself comfortable. And this show, I was standing right below the staircase and there's just all the lights and the big outdoor stage and everything. And my knees are just like knocking together. I'm so terrified because I have no, like nothing to comfort me. And I just have to somehow power through it. And I still kind of have like the shakes a little bit, the acute withdrawal syndrome. And um, anyways, I remember I was like, I don't think I could do this. And then they're like showtime. And the guys just grab my elbows and my arms and just like, we're just on. Mm-hmm. We just go up there, and I was like, holy shit, I'm doing it, man. Like, without alcohol, it was really crazy at first. Um, but, like, the first 
year was a little bit tough and I kind of went to like a little bit of AA meetings and up there, they weren't super supportive of me playing music because of being in bars and stuff like that. But, um, I, I felt like that was my main income was playing music. So I was like, man, I, I got to power through it and it doesn't even like phase me anymore. Like I had like mm-hmm. a pretty bad problem where I'd wake up every day drinking and throwing up and everything. And now I don't know. I was hanging out at a bar last night, have a water and just talk to everybody. And like, it's more fun now. The night doesn't end badly. And I don't wake up going, did Rick put his finger in my butt? (laughs) (laughs) I'll never tell. (laughs) (laughs) And then lots of good music. I honestly was just like, man, I'm never going to play music ever again. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I can't play music without alcohol. And then like now my solo stuff has grown quite a bit for me. And, um, it grew so much that, you know, the crying shame was like, dude, you're out. And I was super mad at him for a sec there. But then it was kind of like this really good thing because it pushed me into doing my own thing and doing my own record. And Wait, why did they why did they kick you out? Well, my solo project got really busy. Like I started getting a lot of business. Like, oh, OK. So you didn't have as much time. So like I get booked out, like even right now I'm booking through this summer, like for weddings and, um, whatever shows I can get, you know, private parties. And then I, I mean, I prefer kind of playing like, you know, bars and things like that, where I can play like a show and just do my own set how I want it and everything. But, um, anyways, I got so booked up and Dusty'd be like, Hey man, got the show next week. And I'm like, dude, I'm booked out like six months. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it was kind of like bitter because I really love playing drums. That's my first instrument. But, um, but the, uh, the more I got sober after I got sober, actually the more confidence I got in my music and just being upfront, like there wasn't like this false, um, uh, you know, comfort thing. Like I drank and then I'm like, okay, man, like I, I can do anything. And then you know, take away the alcohol. I'm like this shivering little kid, you know, like Mm. you can't do anything. But once you kind of get past that and get over it, then it's like, I get nervous still, Uh, you know, like played that fairly big show at the bridge city centers. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about that. That was a big one. Now remember before the show started and I said, the show is going to just make itself because Danny can't stop talking. Sorry. (laughs) What? He did say that. <laughs> no, it's more like Danny's got good stories. Yeah. No, like, that's what I said. Stories, yeah. I, no, my point was that we weren't going to have to work very hard. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, Danny, the show's just going to happen and we're all going <laughs> to witness it. Yeah. But we do need to stop Danny and make him play another song. All right. Yes. We get, it's already like, it's getting late getting and we, we don't have a lot of time before we have to stop making noise. Oh, uh, okay. And then we'll talk about the Bridge City Sinners show. All right. Okay. Uh, so. I, I wasn't going to do Miss Rose right now, but do you want me to do Miss Rose? What do you, you know? You, you can talk me out of it. I love it. I, I love that song too. That's probably like uh, the one song that everybody knows me for. But and then I wanted on. to do the album version though. Yeah, but they can fucking turn on Spotify and play that. Okay, it makes so, me want to look it up on Spotify. All right, all right, here, I'll give it to you. Okay, right. so well, there's more stories that come with the song. So, anyways, Miss Rose is somebody I went to school with, and uh, she was a jailer down there. And when I went into the junk tank, uh, somebody was like, man, that mean old jailer bitch, Miss Rose, because they don't know their names a lot of times, so they just give them nicknames in there, the cops. And I was like, man, that'd be a cool song. And so then I I uh, 
I didn't know what genre of music I was going to play at the time. This is like the first song that I wrote uh, that was in this kind of genre that I'm playing now, which is sort of classic country or folk, I guess. And um, I, I, the night before I went to the bar, I got arrested on my birthday. I left my dog at the bar. Um, my girlfriend oh. broke up with me and I lost my job. <laughs> And and then like I was rough day. I was hitchhiking home and I'm like, dude, what? I started writing the lyrics in the dude, drunk tank. That's the beginning of your country career. Yeah, that's how it works, <laughs> dude. It's so bad. Like my dog. At the you know what happens when you play your country record backwards? You get all your shit back. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. But you didn't leave your car parked in the middle of a roller rink, right? That was there's a there's some truth in the in the uh, song and then there's some oh, things so I didn't actually park in the middle of a roller rink but uh, yeah there was a cop at the Imperial that knocked on my window and was like dude you got to move I was passed out in my van at the Imperial Lounge I think and it was like changing over to like office hours and I was just like oh I better move my van or he said you better move your van but uh, anyways yeah so then when I hitchhiked home. Uh, the only dude that would pick me up, because everybody probably knew I was hitchhiking home from jail, um, was this rancher with a flatbed truck and some hay. And I got in, and it was like, here's the lonesome whipper And it was just Hank Sr. the whole way home. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm I right. I wonder if that was Jono's dad. Oh, man, I don't know. Pete Lazadich? Was he big like an f- old football player? No, this dude <laughs> was like... He was like an old rancher, like he was all grayed out, and he was headed back to uh, Susanville, I think. And uh, he didn't ask any questions. But shit, all these details—the back of the truck with the hay bales and and that music yeah. plan—I mean, the, you're not going to get into metal music after that. No, you know? no, it was it was crazy. And there's more to this story. I'll play a little bit here. Okay, this one's Miss Rose. Right in the middle of the roller rink Dear Miss 
lines are going straight to jail. Jack Danny, please step out of that vehicle. Keep your hands where I can see them, boy. Nice and easy, like. I say unto the man, I'm sorry, that's not my van. He pulled out something from his pocket. I think this is your gold locket. It held a picture of me and my dear old hound while he said, son, I know it's you. This lady will take your bag of clothes You two met, this is Miss Rose Dear Miss Rose you Take this ball and chain And fold these jailbird clothes Dear Miss Rose I've enjoyed this time we spent Down this night must close Some people say I'm the devil's child That's the reason why I'm so wild Others, they say I'm just crazy Yeah, yeah, Danny. <laughs> Good ass song. Oh yeah. Shit. It's so like that song. Um, it's like out there. Like everybody wants to hear that song. And I was playing some shows up uh, in more northern California, and um, the I played a show at Highlands Ranch, and uh, I got home at like three in the morning, and then they were working on the roof at five in the morning, so I didn't get any sleep. And then I drove to this next show which was a wedding and then i was up there until about two in the morning and had a four-hour drive and i started driving through um uh greenville which you know as you know greenville's Mm -hmm. burned down now i wrote the devil came to greenville too which is another song there um and uh anyways the sheriff pulled me over man and they uh they were they were a little uh they were brutal man they didn't know me like if I would have got pulled over in Quincy, that would have been cool. But uh, anyways, they thought I was like, I looked like shit, dude. I had like cheese whiz all over my pants, and I was just looked like tired from the night before yeah. and driving home. And they go, you you uh, been drinking? And I was like, I don't drink anymore. You do anything? And I was like, well, I, I took an anxiety pill like eight hours ago or something, you know. And they're like, get out, man. And they're making me walk the line. And I don't know. It's this whole big thing. They took out my whole music equipment section they thought i was living in my car man and uh anyways they they uh they were like we're gonna have to take you back to uh the jail and give you a p test we think you're doing meth <laughs> and i was like laughing i'm like all right whatever and i had to try and get in that cruiser i was all cuffed up and short and jumped in there and crushed my hands with the handcuffs and everything and then they go hey what's up with that gun in there that's unmarked and i was like man come on and he's like, that's a little cop humor for you. And I was like, I'm not laughing right now, dude. No, I funny. just want to go home. Like, And anyways, they ended up letting me go. But he's like, are you that guy that sings Miss Rose, man? And I was like, I am. And they're like, oh, shit, man. They're like, would you sing me a song? And I was like, dude, no way, man. I'm like, Oh, good for you. It was like, I was just shaking my head, audience. I was just all, no, Danny, say it isn't so. No, like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, no way, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I just want to go home, dude. It was like five in the morning by then, you know? It's just yeah. like, dude, I'm tired. And so, uh, yeah, that- I'm glad this is funny for you guys and <laughs> oh, amusing. You, yeah. you want me to fucking dance for you too? I know, right? And so, uh, they, uh, those dudes drove off with my license. 
and like it took me like three months to get my license back. I was super bummed about that. But uh, then they're going back to their station in Quincy, and they're like, "Yeah, man, like pulled over this Jim Beam guy or something." Mm-hmm. Like, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, and then like the sergeant, um, he he, uh, he knew me and he he was a fan of my music. He goes, "Are you talking about Jack Danny, dude?" And they were like, "I think yeah, I think that's like Miss Rose, Jack Danny." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Don't fuck with Jack Danny anymore." Like the sergeant, like the whole, the dude in charge of everything. He was like, "Don't fuck with him anymore." He's like, "I like him and I like his music." So they were and like, he's sober. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not to be drink, drink, yeah, drinking. Yeah, and driving. Yeah, no, I was he's just not on meth. I looked homeless yeah. that day because dude, you're, you're most tired. people, tired. most people that look bedraggled and a car full of shit with cheese whiz all over their pants are on meth. That's profiling. It's not the fucking cops' fault. <laughs> well, they see the instruments as well. But, oh, yeah, most yeah. musicians are high as fuck. Yeah, a lot of people you pull over in that part of the country at 5 a.m. are on bath, yeah. Yes. I looked bad, man. I was, like, sitting in my car, and I was just like, dude, I got to eat something. And I stopped at whatever gas station was open, and all they had was, like, salami and cheese and, you know, crackers and everything. And I'm, like, sitting there trying to make little snacks while I'm driving and just wiping it off on my pants, being a total male pig, you know? And I just looked like Gara spill. I, oh, and I had like laundry detergent in my car because sometimes when I'm going out somewhere, I want to wash my clothes when I'm so I smell somewhat fresh for the next show, you know? Like you just find a washing machine? Well, like a laundromat, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or wash it in a creek. Yeah, or a creek, <laughs> that's what man. I thought you were implying. I'm like, like, I'm from, I'm from Greg, old man. I was picturing you with like a like a bucket with. Yes. You know, I'm amazed since I came to Reno. You guys have like running water and plumbing. It's incredible. Yeah, it's when did that start happening? <laughs> God, this is amazing. Did you know there's cars out there too? Wow. Yep. Here, I've been driving in my wagon forever. A horseless carriage. Oh yeah, I got my. Dogs. We got it all now. <laughs> So that song goes out everywhere. I got interviewed on the Susanville radio station and then gave a shout out to the cops for keeping them everybody safe by pulling me over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping me off the road. Nice. Mm-hmm. Forget the police. Forget the police. <laughs> <laughs> like now I'm of the age where um, up where I live anyways, it's a pretty small town. Um, like I went to school with all the cops. And so it's like they pull you over and you're like, Oh, well, what's up, Tom? How's it going, man? Hey, man, how's the kids? Good, dude. And like, you just like, I, I, I will admit after Miss Rose happened and everything, I had this chip on my shoulder and the cops would kind of like check in on me and be like, so are you drinking less? I'm like, no, man, I'm drinking more. I'm like, I'm so stressed out from all these court payments and everything that I got. I'm drinking more. But then it ended up coming to a head and, you know, I ended up quitting drinking on my own. Yeah. Got it out of your system. Yeah, like, yeah. I definitely don't want to drink anymore. I mean, there's, no. you know what, like, it is for me, like, I guess everybody has a different root problem, but uh, for me, um, it's just, I get probably overly stressed and anxiety and stuff like that, um, and so then it was just this, like, quick grab something, like, I'm stressed out, and open a can of beer, and then just chug it, and then you're... Yeah, it's reckless to cope like that. It, well, it's alcohol bad. always made my anxiety worse the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I had to drink more alcohol. Come down. You, you might yeah. be, feel okay for the couple hours before you pass out. Any solution that ultimately makes the problem worse is probably not going to work out. They say alcohol no. is a solution, though, right? Like, oh, it fucking sure is. It's literally a solution. <laughs> Dude, I would have killed myself or somebody else had I not been drunk all those years. So, yep. Yeah. Dude, oh, it was. I mean, I, I, I was like really just. 
destroying myself. I, I can't say that I have like these really like awful stories of like driving on I-80 in the wrong lane or something and like crashing into a car. But I mean, I have some dumb stories, but yeah. luckily there were so many signs leading up to it too, where, um, I mean, I used to go out metal detecting and drink Red Bulls and Jaeger and beers out in the woods and try and find relics and stuff. That does like sound that. like fun. That I'm sorry. Like a great time. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's super you know what? Like it's super fun. Why I some of the reason why I ended up with the music now is because I played in all kinds of different bands and I was playing in like this sort of dubstepy band where I was playing drums to, with a DJ and we were up at like I don't know, like four in the morning our shows would start because we were like the after party dudes, you know? And mm-hmm. like and so the people that I was kind of like <sighs> hanging out with or that were at the shows were like doing Molly and they're like, you're so beautiful on the drums, bro. And like, can I like touch your nose hair? Like just really (laughs) whatever, like weird stuff. And I was like, man, this, this is like not my people. And so I'd go out metal detecting and find out in the middle of nowhere, these bars where there was a dude with an eye patch that had a dog with three legs and peanut shells all over the floor. And they had, Jack, vodka, Miller, and Bud. And like you just got one of those and you sat there and talked to this old dude while like Hank Jr.'s playing on the jukebox. And this guy would tell you the history of like the mines in the town and you know, like this surrounding history of everything, famous people and everything. And I was like, dude, this is like so much more for my soul than sitting there at a club, like playing mm-hmm. dubstep. I'm yeah. like, I love getting like, your nose hairs fondled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, you know, country and folk music. I love like the storytelling and like, there's like always history and things about people that are really telling rather than just, I like drugs. I like drugs or whatever it is. <laughs> That's my terrible impersonation. I wonder if the bartender that had only one eye and the dog that had three legs, did they lose their leg and their eye together? Ooh, good question. I didn't ask him that. I felt like it might have been a sore subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it came up organically, then sure. But yeah. you, know, you don't want to pry with those Wow! People. Your dog is missing a leg. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're not ever... from around here, are you, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> you ever thought about getting him a peg? That'd be cool, man. A <laughs> dog with a peg leg. Yeah. Would it, a extra, ball it the would just it? be extra weight? My uh, aunt had a three-legged dog, and he ha- was missing one of his front legs. And they had this like twenty-foot tall dirt going around while they were still doing construction around their house, and he would just fly down it, fly back up it. it was didn't even yeah. care. Didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's some dogs who get the wheels. Oh they yeah, get wheels back there. So cute. And then yeah. I've seen dogs with like two legs in the back, and then they just walk like civilized. Wow. Never seen cool. Oh, I've seen dogs amazing. with four legs that just are clumsy as fuck and fall down all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or never even bother to walk. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I've heard people say that like if human beings had wings and could fly, we'd all consider it exercise and never do it. Oh. <laughs> so. I don't know. We're lazy fucks. <laughs> Danny, what's the story about the next song you're going to play? Uh, let's see. Which song am I going to play? That's a good question. This one's called Don't Take Me to Tennessee. Ooh, nice. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's 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 kind of like generic that I'm singing this song, to be honest, because I'm like, I don't really like the music that's the pop country music, basically. And so I'm just kind of like, don't take me there. And a lot of people say, if you want to write country music, why would you move to a big city in Nashville? 
why don't you live in the country and write a country song? So, anyways. Man, that one's fun. 
Those were like my first two that I were kind of writing. Uh, Miss Rose and Don't Take Me to Tennessee. Dude, it's so weird to hear it like the stripped down normal version. I'm so used to the album version with yeah. all the fucking banjo and shit. What yeah. do you think? What is it? Uh, is it good? Like no, it's fucking great. It totally holds up. But right. I want a whole bar room of drunk people people singing along with you. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Is the so the studio version of that is available online? I take all, it. Yeah, all yeah. this stuff. There's a whole. It's, it's on Spotify or anywhere else. Or yeah, what? it's on Spotify and Amazon and iTunes, um, Deezer nice. and. Um, I don't know what else is on there. I basically uploaded everything onto uh, the distro kid, mm-hmm. uh, and then they distributed out to Sweet. like uh, everywhere, like all the main stuff. But it's on all the main stuff that everybody has. So I think most people have like Spotify and iTunes and uh, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Amazon, all that stuff. So it's on there. Bandcamp. Nice. Um, you know what? I it it's not on Bandcamp, but that's something that I've been like looking into because MySpace. I kind of thought Bandcamp was like maybe like sort of uh, going down, but a lot of people are like, dude, that's where I find a lot of music. So I'm like... And Bandcamp, one of the great things about Bandcamp, it's one of the only services that does not change the volume of the music. You literally get the music exactly mm. the way the get artist it put it up. Yeah. I noticed that. Whenever you listen to the songs on any of the other services, they reduce the volume of louder stuff so that it matches all the quiet stuff. So yeah, so when the song transitions, you don't blow your speakers out exactly. or whatever. Exactly. They annoyed. have an algorithm that goes through and, and drops your fucking volume. Yeah. But when you get that. shit off Bandcamp, it's exactly what you put in is exactly what you get out. Bandcamp seems to be a good place to like just discover things too, like just kind of yeah, flip it's fun through to the peruse. pages and find stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can get all of Discord's stuff there for free. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube too. Because so. I'm all about like, I mean – you know how much you make, like on a stream, like in Spotify, it's point zero zero three percent of a penny. Yeah. So I actually cashed a check the other day for fifteen dollars. So I was like, Damn. I mean, honestly, if I I'm never making... thought that, yeah, that means you had a lot. Right? Yeah, like, so that's Danny, like... what's my cut of that? <laughs> like a million plays. <laughs> three. Hold feet. your hand out. <laughs> I'll give you a cut. <laughs> right on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> No, you paid me. I'm, I'm good. Is, this, is it normal to have the guests come on and then, like, do you tell all your guests that you love them? Oh, yeah. Like, like in that way. Like, you're like, man, you're really great. I love you. Or, like, because you and uh, I, it's like, we love man, you, I love also, you, Rick. Like, we're, we're we clearly have hung out before this. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, no. I mean, you know, I, there's very few people that I don't love. He does tell everybody that he loves them. But it's because it's true. I really do love them. I like yeah, to do it, it at my work. True. It's not fake. I like it at my work, yeah. you know. Thank you for calling Mountain Hardware and Sports. We love I you. love I you. Love you. <laughs> Have a good welcome, day. Welcome I love to Costco. You. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> in the old days of the Don and Mike show, they had the intern Rob that was on there, who's still on the, the Michael Mara show now. But way, way back in there, way across the country, and it was a, ra- a syndicated radio show we listened to every day. And uh, and one day I was ballsy enough to call. They were off the air here, and I was just calling to see if there was really a show, and just our line was screwed up, and we weren't getting it in Reno. And I also knew nobody would hear it because it was off the air at the moment and so i called the show and rob answered and i said and i said is the show on and he said yeah and i said because i'm in reno we're not hearing it and he says yeah we've been getting a lot of calls about that and i said okay thanks and then before he hung up i said i love you rob (laughs) (laughs) and rob said i love you too sir (laughs) (laughs) that was my one moment with rob you know what it's like one of those things that you probably get used to saying to people so sometimes i mean like I'm not even joking. I literally have said I love you at the end of a phone call at work on accident. Uh-huh. Like you're like bye, I love mm-hmm. you bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. And you're like, and they're like, excuse me. 
I'm like, ah, have, have a good day. <laughs> I said it to my, um, and I'm, you know, I mean it, but I didn't, I didn't mean to say it. That same sort of thing happened mm-hmm. when I was uh, being dropped off by my guitar player, Steven, who's a pretty butch guy, you know? So <laughs> I'm getting out of the truck and I'm like, all right, man, I'll see you later. I love you. He's all, I love you too, sir. <laughs> sir. If you add the sir on the end of it, it makes it okay to say it to another yeah. man. Or like, if you say yeah. sir, it's not sexual. I just feel like I love, and I don't need to like be like, I love you, sir, to make it like, okay, I just love everybody. Yeah. I love you, mister. Yeah. 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 I love you, brother. Man. Even I, the people that bug me, I still kind of love. Yeah. I feel like Garth in uh, Wayne's World, and just you just go. Thank you. Well, it's easier that way instead of going around hating everybody. Dude, I feel that way too. Like, you play shows too. Like, I'll be out playing shows, and then the people come up and they're just super hammered. And they're like, oh, and they're like, I I just, I love you so much. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. thank you. And they're like, no, I love you, man. Mm -hmm. Like, just like that movie, dude. And you're like, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. and they throw up all over your outfit. <laughs> in the old days, it's like, you do. Buy me a drink. And they're like, fuck yeah. And then we go do shots and we both get that way. Dude, I, <laughs> I feel like maybe like, I don't want to call this chick out. So I won't say her name. But at my last, I was doing like a live show where I Facebook lived it. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing and this girl is hammered on the next, like next to me and everything. And she was like trying to hug me like while I was playing and stuff and like trying to kiss my cheek and stuff and i'm like thank you and then she's like looking at that blank stare into my facebook live like <laughs> it's a vulnerable. i love you i yeah. love you and i'm like thank you move along next yeah you're both wondering what happens next <laughs> <laughs> she's like a really nice lady too and i'm not trying to like call her out so i'm not gonna say her name but and then the next morning she was like i am so sorry <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You know when that happens, baby, you should be like, "Can I borrow a hundred bucks?" <laughs> <laughs> Please, say, how about fifty? <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm gonna need a ride to work tomorrow. <laughs> when you say love, do you have a spare room in your house? Cause... Yeah. Also, I like pancakes. I like them a little bit soggy in the middle, though. Like you know, not fully cooked, and just like a little bit of syrup on there. And uh, I like. Can you like cut my fruit up into like nice little animal shapes or something for me? Yeah, if you see a dog running around, just give it some food. That's, snows, will you come that's to my, my dog. <laughs> you you got a shovel? Yeah, dude. I live like I am the abominable snowman where I live, man. Yeah. I just yeah. Is it snowy right now? It's it's like glaciers out there. It's <laughs> yeah. like this gnarly like gray and brown blocks of ice everywhere that like is mm-hmm. I actually at my work I was bored and I just started like uh, penetrating the glacier with the forklift nice. mm. that sounds like a metal band or a metal yeah. album metal penetrating the glacier with the forklift <laughs> brutal you know like you're <laughs> just like, sticking the forks in and jamming yep. it back in and out and then sounds yeah. like a metaphor <laughs> but it's not <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty yeah. icy up there. I drove. I was driving, uh, doing some lift driving nowadays, and I took a guy from Lemon Valley to Megalia, California. Oh wow! A couple weeks ago, three hour drive, drove yeah. it through seventy, and everything gorgeous, snow yeah. everywhere. It's crazy to see all the burnt up stuff. But what did a you go cr- to Greenville? I drove. I didn't turn up towards Greenville, Man. but you know, you on your seventy, you have option to turn right to go to yeah. Greenville. But I just kept going through the other way. Along the you know those pretty rivers and all those cliffs and everything, it's it's crazy and the it's tunnels is beautiful. It's so sad. Like uh, um, I did a song 
I wrote called The Devil Came to Greenville. And I actually, since I'm pretty close with all the cops up there, they let me go in and bring a film crew in there and film uh, with my song as the town was kind of smoldering still. And uh, so, like, it was... It, uh, like it, it was heavy like it was like yeah. i wanted to cry when i was oh, mm. i remember uh, when uh paradise burned down mm-hmm. at one point and so when i took that drive to Megalia, i went through paradise yeah and it was kind of cool to see that it's green and there's still people living there and it's functioning as a city but it's pretty crazy to think about what it used to look like Dude. and there's like still a couple trees around Greenville's insane. So, like, really, like, this is part of the reason I I wrote the song is because I want to go down there and make this whole video, and uh, you can just see like the devastation. And and it's really close to me. I mean, because we're all in the same county, <clears throat> so like, I know probably on the East Coast and just other places in America, they're like, oh yeah, Greenville's on fire, and they just didn't really like grasp like yeah you know the magnitude of the situation because it, the fire was a twenty mile wall seven miles from my house. Like it could have easily, if they didn't contain it, it would have just come down that way. So anyways, it just blew through the town in like no time, you know? And uh, so that I I had like some people that really wanted to like push my video and they wanted me to pay for it to go like national and everything. And I was like, no, I'm like, I, I just want, that felt wrong to me for some reason, but I wanted to document it so that people on the East coast could see it and yeah. and be like holy shit like this yeah, put, is put it in actual yeah, perspective everything there's a th- somehow the dollar general survived and then there's like um like a mechanic shop and um the the market that's out there survived and the rest is and the school is still there i think and uh just <laughs> demolished like if you go you can find the video it's the devil came to greenville danny horton and it's on youtube it's probably the best you can find it on my facebook too but um you can definitely just search it right there and you can see we walked through the whole town and just like filmed everything. And, um, and it, it's, it's insane. I really wanted it to like, you know, pull on people's heartstrings. Cause I'm like, this is so messed up, man. Like mm-hmm. people need to see this stuff. Just bring awareness yeah. to all that forest fires and yeah, stuff like that. makes you know? it a little bit real for people who just see it on the news, you know? Yeah. 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 We added news clips into the video and everything. And so it was, it was, it, it hurts all of us, even though it's, you know, like about an hour and a half from me, it's still just like part of my community. Mm-hmm. We're all like all of us now out there. I had a guy come in today. Um, I work at a hardware store. So he was coming in and he said that he's kind of donating his time to go out to Greenville and um, they're going to start rebuilding houses for people and um, just trying to get the town back. Awesome. Into like yeah. a good spot. Well, you know, like I said, Paradise has made a, mm-hmm. a comeback. Mm-hmm. People are living out there. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see. And the green's coming back. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. So it it's, doesn't have it's to be really, the end. It's really cool. It's sad what Greenville looks like. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of dead standing trees and everything. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, yeah. On all on that highway, there's just crews still just getting mm-hmm. rid of trees. And it's just devastating to it's see. It's insane. Yeah. It's like like a desert out there. It's really yeah. crazy to look at the ground that's normally covered with pine needles and brush and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And it's just like sand. Was that one of the songs you were going to play for us tonight? I wasn't going to, but I, I absolutely could. Like I'm totally fine with that. Cause that's, um, that's like a song that I like playing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's hear that one. Man. You want to do that one right well, now? We're thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. Sun is blood red, my eyes are filled with smoke. 
I bleed deep, it burned inside, I coughed, made me choke. Somewhere close, a bomb went off, a propane tank or a tire. I don't wanna trust my eyes, this whole town is on fire. Reached for my phone, it was sounding off It bred evacuate Flames jumped over the fire break It's burning half the state We're gonna need more than thoughts and prayers To get hell with our life I Gotta make haste down the highway With the family in a 45 Sirens scream, wet pavement gleams, red and blue light. The devil came to Greenville, springing hell tonight. Ashes fall from burning homes, accumulate like snow. Hauling down 89 In the mirrors the mountains glow If anyone up there can hear We need lots of rain Pour it on the mountaintops Extinguish all this pain Sirens scream Wet pavement gleams Red and blue light The devil came to Greenville Bringing hell tonight Plumas County strong But there's nowhere to go home She'll travel through our memories Wherever we will Got a lot of heart, Danny. Thanks, man. Danny, we're getting close to the end. Do you want to play another uh, kick-ass song before we go? Like one more song? One more song, and then we'll throw the um, the recordings on at the end. Yeah, we'll play the we'll play one of the songs at the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what are you gonna play for us? The rhythm of the train. <laughs> this one was one I was inspired to write when I was washing the dishes, as the train goes right past my house, and I was like. I don't know, I think the girl that I was dating at the time was, like, bitching at something. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool just to get on a train and get the fuck out of town? (laughs) Just play guitar and make money all the time doing that? We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? All right. Tight, but I have your love so I'll be alright Get your train and head out for the next town 
pays big bucks playing this guitar. We'll celebrate by drinking whiskey and smoking big cigars. Then we'll hop a train and ride the rails until the wheels fall off. Cause this love we share, it can't compare to anything money can buy. We'll ride out our days to the rhythm of the train. D-board. <laughs> so we're pulling into the end of the podcast, or not the podcast, the, this episode with Danny Horton, pulling into the station marked the end. But um, I just want to say shout out to Cadillac Kim, we miss you, uh, Rory Dowd, um, Ian. Ian, all our friends here at the podcast. I want to welcome Mouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, one more hosting duty, and psh, she should just get her name right, Rick. I guess. I yeah, mean, but Mouse is such a great name. It's not like yeah. a, a yeah. nickname that needs to be abandoned. Maybe not Do, like it's not like tits. dump truck or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they called you ape tits, that was terrible. <laughs> it was. It was a trying that, time. <laughs> that might be endearing in some species. That we didn't, that's not yeah, some horrible thing. species. Like, uh, um, and I had a friend who called her that before. Huh. I knew that story, but I didn't want to bring it up on my own. My friend, she thought I was too charming. So she was like, we're, we've got to do something yeah. about that. So uh, it up a little ape bit. tits for years. Yeah. And people would, <laughs> get, people would be like, I don't want to, I don't know if we need to change together to go swimming, but. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about you. Yeah, I heard about you, and ape tits. tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Girls are rude to each other, man. Yeah, it's bad. Wow. Um, well, I think the cat's out of the bag. Uh, we'll just yeah. call her Anna Mouse, right? 
Anna, Mouse. Yeah. Either one goes. Great. Mouse's name is Anna. Yeah. Wow. My name's Anna. The big reveal. <laughs> Jack. I still like Matt Mouse. So Jack's name's Danny. Yeah. yeah. Jack's name's Danny. So Danny. Chewbacca's Josh. Yeah. Danny. I feel left oh, out, Dogwater Dick. Dogwater Dick, Mr. right? <laughs> Mr. Dick. Yeah, you're just like Nick from Ramirez. Our party. My nickname is Nick. I'll call you nothing else. <laughs> call like him Nick. Nick the Dick. It's like I the, the coolest right. Nick name ever. Yeah, I got it right the first it's time. It's just Nick. Just Nick. No need to make fun. Yeah. So, Danny, this last song we're going to play, are we going to play the one that's the cover on the album? Yeah, let's do it, man. I fucking love that with the stomping on the floor. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a co- and it's, it's Sleeping on the back Blacktop, originally done by... Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall, yeah. Good job. Heck yeah, and we got Katie uh, on the uh, fiddle there. Oh, and, and it's then... haunting. It's some haunting fucking bullshit, you guys. It's cool. Right that on. was fun, man. I got to play a little bass on there. And thanks for letting oh, me talk over you guys. So I appreciate rad. that. So <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, Thanks for the stories. It's been awesome. awesome. We always have a good time. Love yeah. the music, buddy. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook or if anybody's listening and Instagram, uh, Danny Horton 1980. Um, Danny Horton Music is on Facebook and my album is on everything. If you type uh, Danny Horton and the name of the album is called Dear Miss Rose. And so then you get 10 songs. Is that after the Mr. Rose? That was... Oh, so... Well, just really quick, because I know we're wrapping things the up. Arena, um, Mr. Rose? Or? No, so oh. um, I, that's funny that I forgot that part of the story, which is like the name of the song. But um, the the lady, um, she's cool. Her name's Consuelo. We went to school together. And the the drunk dude that was like, man, stupid Miss Rose, jailer bitch. I, I was like, that's a cool name for a song. And I went in to go pay a fine at the sheriff's office. And I was like, hey, what's up, Connie? And she turned around and had this big rose tattooed on her neck. And I was like, holy shit, I wrote a song about you. You said Miss Rose, not Mr. Rose. No, um, yeah, Miss Miss Rose, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so, and um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, so we, I love um, that name, Miss Rose, and I just wrote a song, and I, I told her I wrote a song about it, and she was like, man, that's, I really want to hear it, but like shaking her head no, and, and now like all the cops like share that song with each other, and so it helps me when I get pulled over occasionally, and um, I love the name so much that my... My little girl's middle name is Rose now. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so Delilah Rose. That's so awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kids are the best. I got to get to mine, so... uh, Yeah, Nick, you can close us out. Yeah, absolutely. For everybody on the cast and the crew, I'm Nick Ramirez saying life is short, and we love you. Thanks, Danny. Dude, thank you guys so much. This is so fun. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
Catch yourself with 